Welcome to the Creative Momentum Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Moulton, and I teach creative women how to make their passion projects real things that make a difference in the world. If you're ready to stop letting yourself doubt, hold you back, and start doing the work, you are in the right place. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. What's your why? I reflect often on where I was just five-ish years ago. I was working away in my backyard studio, making jewelry, trying to learn as much as I could about how to run a creative business, and I was riddled with self-doubt and was constantly questioning what I was doing, if it was good enough, why did it matter, and it would usually end in me like questioning, why am I torturing myself by trying to do all of this when it seems to require a lot of suffering for me because I was so in my head and questioning myself. One of the things that I can see very clearly in reflection now is that I didn't understand why I felt called to make jewelry. It was never about making pretty designs for me. People would ask me about that when I did pop-ups or shows, and it always felt hollow to me. It was about so much more than making pretty things. And I think I spent a few years trying to seek support in finding my own answers to those questions. And that ultimately led me to the path that I'm on now, which is turning around and helping other creatives figure it out too, so that they can make their work and make their impact in the world with way less suffering. To me, making jewelry was always about making individually engineered pieces that were imbued with meaning, but the meaning was a secret to the owner or the wearer. And side note, how much more compelling does that sound, right? My why was making individually engineered pieces of jewelry that were imbued with secret meaning. To me, that it has so much more energy and it's more exciting and more compelling than, well, I just like making pretty designs. I just like making jewelry that people wear. And there's nothing against the second one that I just shared, but to me, there was a lot more depth to it that I, it's almost like I think of like a shark, like I was circling around it, like I kind of had a sense of it, but I never had it fully defined for myself. And therefore I spent a lot of time questioning myself and questioning my path. And was I doing it right? And what were other people doing rather than feeling really clear on why I was doing what I was doing really clear on my why and letting that guide me and direct me and finding wisdom and answers in that, in that knowing I can see it all so clearly now, you know, that like hindsight is 2020, but back then I didn't understand why I felt such a strong calling and I didn't see how my unique perspective made my work stand out. And this is kind of businessy speak, but I can't think of a better term. That was my competitive advantage. And I didn't see that. And I definitely didn't see how special the work that I created was. How this specific way that I saw things differentiated me from everyone else on this planet who has made or makes jewelry. I have come to believe that really understanding the why that drives us 
is imperative to our confidence in showing up, to believing in ourselves, to feeling deep confidence in pursuing our callings, even and maybe especially when things feel hard or challenging or you're just dealing with obstacle after obstacle. I am endlessly fascinated by the why that drives each of us to make and create work. And this is an important distinction to me to share our work. I often say not everyone who makes creative work feels driven to share their work. And this is a great place to explore. I'm going to share a couple of questions for you to explore in a few minutes so that you can begin to understand this for yourself. Why are you driven to make the work that you feel called to make? And in addition to why are you driven to make it? Why do you feel called to also share it with others? There's really important information in that. I think a lot of creatives don't fully understand what drives them and clarifying your why ultimately feels like mission clarity. You know why you do what you do. It no longer feels like, why am I so compelled to do this thing, make my creative work that is really challenging and vulnerable and feels like I'm constantly surfing my growth edges. And that sometimes maybe even makes me feel a little crazy for doing it, for pursuing it, for sticking with it, for continuing to believe in the vision that I have, even when I don't really see a ton of evidence yet in my reality that it's going to happen. And I want to share a couple more reasons to know and own your why, because I think clearly I'm very passionate about this. And also I want you to understand ways that you can use this and utilize it to support you. So it can ground you in who you are and what you feel your purpose is. Like I said a couple minutes ago, this idea of mission clarity, like really having clarity around who you are and why you feel like you're here and what your purpose is, at least for now, you know, I'm talking like your specific why right now it can shift and it probably will over your lifetime. And I think that's great. But as much as you know, right now you can be defined by that why, or you can be really confident in that why, and also open to knowing that with time it may grow and shift and change for you. I know mine has knowing your why also in my experience with myself and also watching clients, it helps them feel courage to take risks in service of what matters to them. It can be a filter that you can filter decisions through. I think a lot of creatives get caught up in small decisions. Like should I make, this is an example, should I make a print this size or this size? Should I print it on canvas or on paper? You know, those are just really specific examples. And we try to make those decisions logically or based on what we see other people doing. But when you know your why, you can make your decisions from there. So rather than trying to guess or do what you think you should do, or the worst is doing what you see other people doing and trying to follow that. So rather than guessing or doing the shoulds or following what other people are doing, you can make that decision from a place of clarity of your own why. And often the answers are usually pretty obvious when you are in touch with your why about what you should do around small decisions and big decisions too. I've had this why conversation with countless clients and it always amazes me to watch them transform in the conversation. They often go from struggling with an aspect of their work or themselves 
And then as we dig into the why and they get in touch with it and they start to feel all the energy around it, they brighten up and they have so much more enthusiasm and energy when they're like, oh yeah, that's why I do this thing. That's why I feel so called to do this. That's why I drive myself crazy day in and day out pursuing this path because this is why it matters to me. I'm not just doing it for the accolades or the achievement or because I thought I should, or because someone told me I should all of the achievement external stuff that I think drives a lot of us, or at least we think it does when we get in touch with the why there's often an unlocking of energy and enthusiasm of like lots of clarity around. This is why this matters to me. This makes so much sense. It's not just because of what I'm trying to build. It's what I'm trying to offer, what I'm trying to have a vote for in the world, what I'm trying to see more of in the world what I have figured out and I want other people to know. That's the line of thinking. And I hope as you're hearing me say that, you hear how expansive that is and how open that is and directional that is versus achievement because this is what I was told I should do. I'm trying to do it right. I'm trying to do what other people have done. I'm trying to follow the path, et cetera. That feels to me like restrictive. There's a right and wrong way to do it. I think a lot of times there's a disconnection within oneself when you're trying to do it that way. And I can say all of this from experience, at least from my personal experience, I think that's true. And I think it's true for other people too. I think that applies to us as humans. When you clarify your why, when you know your why, when you are driven by your why, to me, it's like putting on a pair of glasses that make your vision extra clear, extra sharp, extra bright, rather than walking around with like maybe cloudy glasses that make things feel uncertain and unknown. And like, you're kind of just fumbling around trying to figure it out. That's the best analogy I can think of around being in touch with and having your why clarified and being driven by your why versus not really understanding why you're doing what you're doing, not really understanding what drives you, trying to get things right, trying to do things like through achievement. So now I'm going to share the few questions I have for you that you can use to clarify your why. And the first step before I share the questions is for you to envision or imagine what you're wanting to create. Hold the vision of what that looks like, like the specifics And it's just with what you know right now. You don't have to have more information than you currently have. But you want to see, to me, I'm a visual person, so I would imagine viewing it in my mind's eye and seeing what I want to create, what I want to have. If I was working on a specific project or maybe a specific art project that I'm working on, or it can be anything in your life too. I'm speaking about it creatively, but it could be literally anything. So If you're a visual person like me, you would envision it. Maybe if you're an auditory person, you might describe it to yourself, talk it out. You might be like a verbal processor and auditory. So you may talk out what it sounds like to you. If you're a more kinesthetic person, you might feel it. Like what would it feel like to be working in this project or to have this project going on? Hopefully one of those resonates for you. I think the majority of learners fall into those three categories, but the goal here before you start answering the questions is to have a vision of what it looks like, what you're wanting to create. 
and choosing to view it from a place of believing that it's totally possible for you to create it and have it. And then once you have that in your body, it probably feels a certain way. Hopefully it feels kind of expansive or exciting or maybe like some possibility or potential. Then answer these three questions. So question number one is, what is your why for creating this goal or the vision that you have? Why do you want to do it? Why does it really matter to you? Question number two, why do you want to create or offer it? So I want you to go beyond the money. Many people create art and not everyone has a desire to offer it or to sell it or to share it with other people. There is a reason that you feel called to share it, offer it, sell it, whatever. So try to spend a little bit of time, again, just with what you know right now, with why do you want to create it and offer it to other people? Why does that feel important to you? And then question number three is, why is it important for you to create this right now? Basically, like, why now? Why this moment? Why does it matter to you right now? Why not last year? Why not a year from now? There's a reason why you have energy around it right now, and we want to know that. I would recommend taking five to 10 minutes and jotting down what comes to mind around these three questions, and then take your mind off of the questions, move on to whatever is next in your world, and see what your mind continues to offer you as it works on answering these questions. I don't know about you, but my mind is always, I often say noodling on something. So we want to capture the top line answers that you have for these questions. And then we want to let your brain noodle on the questions too and record what it continues to offer you. You will continue to clarify your why as your mind works on it. And you start to maybe see things differently or get more information or be reminded of what's important to you or a specific thing that matters to you that feels clarifying. And my last tip is to tap into your why before making or working towards your creative goals. I believe that our energy is imbued into everything we do and create. And so it's vital that we utilize the energy that we want to offer through our work while we create our work so that we can be sure our final offering, the final product, the final vision contains everything that we want to offer to other people. And the reason, okay, so that felt very wordy to me. And so if you need to go back like 15 seconds and listen to it again, but basically what I'm saying is this is the distinction to me about why you want to create, offer, share this idea you have, the project idea that you have with other people. Yes, you may want them to own a piece of art that you've made or a product, but there's something else that you're trying to offer them through the art or product that you are wanting to share. You're wanting them to have some sort of experience. And if we can take a little bit of time and back up and define that experience for ourselves, if we are clear about what that experience is that you're really trying to offer, you can be in that place while creating the project idea you have 
or the art idea that you have. And then you can be sure that you are offering all of that to the people that you want to share it with. I personally think that that is what drives many creatives. And so I think, you know, this whole episode is about backing up and understanding what drives you, the why that drives you, I should say. And then when you know that, being in touch with that when you're making so that your offering has not only the art that you want to make, but also the experience that you're wanting to offer to other people. The last thing I'll say, okay, so this is, I guess, my last, last thing I'll say is after those three questions, I would look at your answers and come up with a why statement. So look at the answers that you wrote down and maybe even after a couple of days, all of this information that you've gathered from your own internal wisdom and collect it into a why statement. Your why statement might include what you're trying to offer, like what you've discovered around that, the experience or message that you really want to communicate through what you're creating or offering, why you feel driven to do this, your personal motivations, and or what you want people to know. It's highly individual, but I would look through the answers that you have to those three questions and pull out things that feel either really important to you, like that you really resonate with, or things that are repeated, and begin to finesse them, hone them, spend time with them. Like, oh, this matters to me because X, Y, Z, And then I wonder why, and then like dig around that a little bit and see what else comes up. I'm going to share a couple with you off the top of my head. So one that I've already shared is my why for when I was making jewelry, which was to make individually engineered pieces of jewelry that were imbued with secret meaning. And I was also really passionate about the idea that the person that was having the piece made, that they would pass it down to the next generation or the next two, three generations, that that piece would survive them and go on to live in their family. I'm not sure if I've talked about this, but I wear my great grandmother's wedding ring as my wedding ring. And she wore it for 70 years and They got married, I think in 1921. So it's over a hundred years old. It's so crazy to me. It's engraved. And I so often think about her life. She was born in 1889 and being married for 70 years, all of the life that she lived. I think they had five sons and just all of the minutia life that we live right day to day that our jewelry experiences with us. And then it survives us, right? That has lasted over a hundred years and that ring is in great shape. It'll probably last for like a couple hundred more. So I was passionate about this idea of engineering pieces with this secret meaning and also the idea that these pieces, just everyday kind of humble pieces of jewelry that you would wear and they would get dinged up and scratched and see you through all phases of life And then this is this idea of this being imbued, right? This ring is now imbued with your life experiences, some of which you would have shared with other people and some you wouldn't because it would just be so mundane, normal life stuff. And then whoever inherits it, they now have something that 
you wore every day, in my case, my great grandmother for 70 years to me. And I still don't have like the perfect language around this, right? This why is still being formed for me. That just felt so special and meaningful and important and a humble gold ring, right? How special it is because of the way that it was worn and the way that it's now been shared with me. And now I wear it and all of the life experiences I have as my great grandmother's great granddaughter. And what will it see me through in my life and who will receive it after me? That's my why around making jewelry. Again, I shared in the beginning of this episode, I didn't totally really grasp this at the time, but now I can see it. And I really want other people to understand why their creative work really matters to them because that is what we're really trying to offer. Anyway, getting on my soapbox again. Okay. So a couple more whys to remind people of the joy of being alive, like the simple pleasures of being alive. And the other one is to explore what it looks like to live out your full expression as a human that is highly individual, but what does that mean for this person to live as a fully expressed human? That was her why. Okay. That is what I have for you today. I hope that you begin to craft your why. I would love to hear it. This is like one of my favorite things to talk about ever. So if you want to share it with me, please do please send it my way and we can chat about it. And I hope that I guess ultimately that you use spending time clarifying, defining your why helps you know yourself better because I think that's part of the goal too. It doesn't have to be like, this is my elevator pitch. You know, it's more about this is who I am. This is what I stand for. This is why I believe I'm here. And now I have maybe even just a couple percentage points more understanding around that. And I'm excited to keep uncovering this path. That's my hope for you. I am so glad that you are here and that we get to walk our paths together. See you next time. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening today. If you want to feel intuitive in your creative practice and tap into your one in 8 billion perspective and contribution, head over to www.jenmolton.com slash newsletter and get my intuitive creation audio ritual. You'll receive my unique process to reliably tap in before you make any creative work so that you can overcome procrastination, overwhelm, and where do I start itis? See you next week.